0: About, trying to figure
1: out what it's all about. Excellent That was great sounds outside of outside of WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself Prestige with my partner in crime. represented with a nice shirt. Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues. Is in the building easy blues. You're better will you are better if I can speak with introductions better than me. Who do we have with us
0: today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to again jump in the DeLorean. We are going to throw that to 88 miles an hour. We're going to go back in time, as Huey Lewis and the News once said. So we are going to sit there, and I want you to go, mm, about 12 years ago, walking in the combs that was Stella and blues, I was standing against the back wall, and a celebration of the birth of a council that was mister and we were there and there was a band that was playing prior and all of a sudden broke into an amazing cover of aeroplane, and I knew right then and there that that was the moment that was special. But then we took a venture to an abode. There a bunch of different musicians were partying and celebrating the life that was council and the guitar was broken out. And there this man, this troubadour, sat on the edge of a couch and strummed songs of beautifulness. Twas that moment we understood this is where we needed to be, and Easy started his journey back to New Haven at that point in time. But since then, this man has released some of the most incredible music that is out there, whether it be with a band all in white, or himself on a stage that is the bar. Ian Biggs is one of the best singer-songwriting musicians out there today. And not only that, wonderful person just to go out and maybe have several beers with. I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving, also not if you have the beer in your hand, put the beer down. But if you're driving, you shouldn't have the beer in your hand anyway. Keep your hands at 10 and two, and mentally put your hands together for the incredible, the fantastic, the amazing Ian Biggs. Hello, sir.
2: Wow. Hello, guys. That might be the all-time greatest intro I've ever had on any show <laughs> ever. Not might be. <laughs> hands down is. That was unreal. Thank he's you. Good Thank he yeah, he's good at what
1: he does. Yeah. <laughs> he should be paid for cameos. Um, no, or, you, you know, know.
2: he's
1: uh, <clears throat> trying to find the right price. So, yeah.
2: Working on it. That's uh no no don't don't sell that too cheap. That's a gift. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're we gonna charge like at least like twenty five cents a word. So trust me. I think yeah, gonna, it, me yeah. and Easy have been talking about this religiously. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There were quite a lot of words too. That would add up. Yeah. No, <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that, we, we, that's yeah, the talking. point. Well, see, it's really funny because that's actually one of the the moments when I realized you know how being a musician you really could make it in in time and like the best ways was actually sitting in Horizon Studios and talking with with our our friend Vic Steffens and he was talking about um, a horn player that would come in and you know he just like throw things down so you know they're like okay this is the section we want you to play here so he's going all right he looks at everything and he writes all this stuff down he goes okay they're like what do you you think he's like I'm trying to figure out how much I'm charging per note (laughs) and i was like wow i have not looked at this hustle the right way at all yeah (laughs) so you know you learn all these incredible things but you're someone who literally has been able to you know finance yourself you know the apartments that you live in the travel in which you do has been by doing music now there's a whole bunch of people who are like there's no way i've never seen him on the mtv how could he have done this we love to tell that story behind it all you know, yeah, sure. because your neighbor can make it, your, your neighbor can, you know, establish themselves. What was the journey like for you?
2: Um, well, I always, you know, played music and played in bands, uh, you know, starting in high school and um, uh, went off to, to college a little bit, you know, later than, than most people. And um, when I got out of school, <clears throat> I just sort of made this conscious decision to not go get a real job. Um, I was, I was teaching guitar lessons. I was doing, you know, side hustles and, um, you know, eventually, uh, that had to give away because I was touring more and, and, you know, performing really, you know, took over, uh, I'm very, very lucky. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. It took a long time to build. Um, and, you know, it, it it's partially, um, dependent on, you know, not playing my own music, you know, playing, playing some cover gigs, playing weddings, events and stuff it's not a. it's not like i'm surviving just on my spotify streams um but you know we know how <laughs> stuff feels about spotify so <laughs> i'm so glad you mentioned that
0: but no it, it, uh-huh. it's true <laughs> <laughs> all right <Whew. laughs> you're killing me I, I was drinking coffee at that time sir <laughs>
1: you officially broke them oh <laughs> man we need you we need you e. <laughs>
0: No, see, that's that's one of the things that I I, I love to, to really talk about, you know, because there are so many different dimensions to playing music sure. professionally, sure. you know, whether, you know, and again, this show is very much we don't pour salt in anyone, anyone's hustle. If you're if you're making a living in a cover band, you're playing music professionally, and I love sure. you, you know, if you're, you know, make making a living, you know, writing jingles for, you know, so and so soap company you're 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 doing it and and i respect and i love you um there are so many different dimensions and we as a culture we get lost in the the only way you've made it is if you're like on mtv cribs i know we're dating ourselves but still you know um so what is the actual reality of it the actual reality is sometimes you get up and you play other people's music sometimes you have to show up at you know a um a strawberry festival, and you know, right, right. <laughs> you know, and play next to the the petting zoo that doesn't smell so good, right. you know, and hope you hope the wind changes. But these are the sacrifices we make.
2: Right. Well, you know, I've I uh, I didn't really do the cover band thing until I, you know, I'd been doing the just doing originals and and doing regional tours and stuff like that for a long time. And it was actually Tim Palmieri who convinced me. He's like, dude, if you just buy a PA system and are willing to play Wonderwall a little bit more and, you know, kind of, you can still do your own music, but if you put some covers in there and you can kind of play a three or four hour hit by yourself, you can make a living doing this. And he was completely right. Um, And, you know, I've found that in, on the one hand, it's detracted a bit from, you know, the creative energy and time I want to put into my music, but I've also maintain a sense of artistry in doing it because I try to make these songs my own, you know, for the most part. Um, and there, it, 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 it's sort of like one half of me is being an artist and the other half of me is being a musician. And they aren't the same thing and they, they just right. come together a lot. Um, and, you know, it's allowed me to be very elastic and do whatever the gig calls for. But, you know, a lot of times I'm doing more of a hybrid thing where I'm playing a bit of my stuff, a bit of somebody else's stuff. And then, you know, fortunately, I'm still very much active as my own artist and have you know gotten to play some some good shows this year and um you know looking forward to the years to come but I, I basically look at it as my my day job is right. playing the cover gigs, you know? Right. Well no and and that's that's super important. But the
0: other thing is what I've found actually, um and you know I, I come from both sides of the spectrum, you know totally. um what I have totally found is I actually find it easier to write. Because um, when I'm dealing like with different covers or I'm looking at it from another artist's point of view, you know I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this source material and I'm gonna yeah. see what how, how, how I can put my spin on it. And then there's like there's certain musicians like we've had people on, on the show a phenomenal r and uh, artist who really loves that new Jack Swing feel. And I was like, okay, cool. you know why don't you go back and listen to all the female New Jack Swing that was out there and try to write a whole right. album? answering that what the questions that they're putting out there and saying the same stuff from the male point of view, right. um, you know? So I think that there's a lot that you can play with. Plus at the end of the day, there is that incredible, incredible, incredible uh, statement, steal like an artist. Yeah, yeah. You know, our, our, our good, dear, dear friend, uncle, uncle Frank Zappa said all original music has already been done by guys in powdered wigs. So, so just 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 true. make music you yeah,
2: know exactly yeah
0: so i think you should be in that hybrid and i think that also has influenced a lot more of you know the the writing style and also has allowed you to do some cool things like you know sure. you know you got to do that amazing you know massively viral um uh patriot song
2: oh yeah i forgot about that that was a lot of fun um i have uh, ian cunningham to thank for that that was his idea but uh, that was Totally unexpected and and quite a lot of fun. Right. I think there's still, you know, I still wake up to a few comments a day on on some of those YouTube videos, but it's but it's it's very niche. You know, I don't think anybody in that sort of circle has like realized that I also do my music. They're very (laughs) much you know, New England Patriots fans. Um but you know, all good. We appreciate them. Well, here's, here's the thing. This is, this is why there's such
0: a beautiful thing about social media, and especially the, and I talk about it on the show all the time um, for artists and for musicians. TikTok is huge because you yeah. can take that video, you can chop it up into 30 second clips, you know, and share it on your TikTok account, and then get your TikTok account moving. And as you do that, yeah. you also release your own material. Right. So uh, that, that's through there. So it's already in there's a further alg- algorithmic
2: push. Like, right. Uh, right. And if
0: you, like, if you want to, you know, we really can sit down and we can actually like talk let's, talk about yeah, it. Let's
2: do it, man. I, I'm not on TikTok much and I probably should be. It seems like uh, it's seems like it and, the well everybody's fishing in now. So.
0: Well, not only that, but like, honestly, if you can get like one of your songs as a, a trending I,
2: sound, that's exactly. a stream. Yeah. I you was know, in a label so, meeting and, um, With, uh, I don't know if I should say who, but whatever, we didn't get signed, so it doesn't matter. But the one thing that the people at the local said is there's um, everything that's blowing up in the pop world now, there's a TikTok component, whether the artist themselves is blowing up on TikTok or the song is trending on TikTok. So you don't necessarily have to be a big TikTok influencer, but having your song be used in some stupid viral dance or whatever, you know. But I also, you know, like I kind of want to maintain a certain level of integrity. Not that I would say no to it, but I'm not going to just rearrange my style and what I'm doing to try to work. Exactly. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Well, see,
0: that's the thing is you already have a catalog of of stuff that is more of that quirky, that niche market that has not in the traditional marketing aspect of of music has not been able to really capitalize a crossover on. This way, you're actually able to do that where you right. can take those niche things that you've already done. It's not like you you, you don't have mm. to change anything. And not only that, but like, if you're constantly putting out the content um, where, and I'm someone that's big into, you should just be yourself. So, you know, I do it. I know you, <laughs> like we, we've hung out. I, yeah. you know, we can hang out for a day and I could get you like two and two and a half weeks worth of content. Let's you do it. Know? So yeah. See, and, and it's, and it's just being you. And right. that's really what it comes down to. It's one of the reasons why we have this show is we try to connect the artist or the business owner with the public themselves on a personal level. Yeah, Cause the product. more that they can, yeah, the more that they can get to know you and love you, the more they're going to actually want to support you moving forward, you know? And then from that TikTok aspect, you can put on your, your merch store can be attached to that directly and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, plus, you know, if we want to get real PT Barnum, we can make sure you're wearing your own merch gear while you're doing <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, we, we, we could get weird. We could get weird. It's
2: fine. I love it. Let's do it.
0: All right, we're That's great. But now, as you are moving forward, what are the, some of the next steps? Because, you know, you've been able to to walk this incredible, beautiful line of playing covers and doing originals yeah. and different things like that. Um, things are moving forward. You know, there's so many more different um, avenues. You don't necessarily need a record label as much as oh, like you did.
2: Not at all. I mean...
0: Well, no, you still do because, look, here's here's the thing. You and I are not playing arenas
2: right, sure. right now
0: because there's no way we could afford to play an arena. If we've got a, a record label that is at least lo- lending us the money for us right. to pay back, we would be able to play a lot more shows. So there's a for lot sure. of – I look at it for the touring aspect. I think labels are needed more than they are for distribution. Go ahead, P. What's up? brother? Uh-
1: that sparks a light bulb above my head. Uh, Ooh, this, pretty much, this question is pretty much just for both of you, since you're a musician. Um, what about a great manager instead of depending on a label? Because usually that manager has the right mouth and mind to probably yeah. get you to that venue or a venue leading up to that potential show that you uh, look forward to off your checklist.
2: So I look at it like this, and I, I could yeah. be wrong. I mean, there's, there's, there's sort of three main components uh, that okay. build an artist so there's a break manager it down, break it down as a manager there's a booking agent and then sometimes there's a record label uh what the record labels really do in today's day and age they're still sort of the gatekeepers even though radio is not as big but they'll help you get on the playlist and that kind of thing <clears throat> but let's just say you know i had a viral hit you know uh, and and i was doing hundreds of millions of streams on on TikTok and on spotify wouldn't necessarily need a record label, you know. I could say, well, look, I can. I, I need a good booking agent who's going to put a tour together for me. Which theoretically you could do on your own. And I could say, okay, I got. I'm going to have some operating costs, and I'll, you know, maybe I have to front some of that. But I know I'm going to make it back in ticket sales and in merch. So you don't necessarily need the label. I mean, my 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 last band that I was in, you know, we did a 32 city tour as an opener. We weren't getting paid very much. Um, and you know, we were paying for half of the tour bus. It was, uh, I think the tour bus is 10 grand a week. So for six weeks, we were paying 30 grand and we made it back in March. You know, we, we did all right, but, um, there's obviously a huge risk when it comes into, into touring. Um, I think almost a a booking agent can go a little further, but it depends what you're trying to do There's a lot of people get signed to labels and they get shelved, and it doesn't work out. So, there's so many angles to it. Now. I, I just, I think you can do so much more on your own. Not, not that I'm opposed, you know, if there was the right deal in place, I would of course look at it, but I think that the days of, Oh, we need to get that big record deal. I think those just don't exist anymore. You know, well, I, I, yeah.
0: I love actually how you, how you pointed that out. Uh, and think you wanted to, 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 Piggyback on that?
1: Um, I think you're gonna. It was leading up to another question, but it wasn't relating to the piggyback. So if you just want okay. to just piggyback what you're gonna say, I yeah, I'm gonna, go I'm, back gonna I'm gonna
0: you, I'm gonna piggyback real quick. Yeah, I know you want to um, say something because because look, man, I've 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 studied this business ridiculous, and this business is one of the grossest businesses in the history of businesses. If if yeah. we're being real, mm-hmm. um, labels are always going to be there, and labels are always going to be needed. Um, Because a lot of that blowing up right now on TikTok and viral stuff is actually because the labels have invested the money to push in the advertising aspects to move forward. There's a a bunch of people, and I'll even – I'll 100% call it out because our good friend Ethan James definitely did online, and then I did some research on it. But that latest one, uh, 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 Anthony Oliver, whatever his name is, that's an industry plant,
2: Yeah, you know?
0: You know, that microphone that he had in, in, you know, in that video, that's a really expensive microphone. Um, And the sound level and the quality of that video, um, you know, there was actual investment money put behind that. Um, You know, and I don't think this dude came up with that out of his own pocket because you're talking about more than likely for that four minute video, probably four to six thousand dollars at least um, in production costs on that. Um, okay. so let's be real, you know. So I, I think you know, and also that song A B C D E, and of course the words we can't say on the radio. Right. Um, that was actually proven to be an industry plan. You gotcha. know, she was she was on a TikTok live saying, Oh, what should I write about? And somebody messaged in, Oh, what about A B C D? The song was already written.
2: Right. Months before right. And it was all recorded. It was all scripted basically. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was all scripted. So so there's still go, you know, all these things that we think, or like I, I talk about all the time, like the Paul brothers, um, they don't just go viral. They have an ent- entire marketing team behind them that tells them how to go about things, and they just do their job the way they should do it to, uh-huh. to continue to move forward. So I, there is a lot more business behind that that I think labels are going to interject themselves in more totally. and more and more. Um, but if you can, if you can catch lightning in the bottle and you can make yourself go, you know, streaming, that's why I try very hard to talk to artists as we're coming through, um, just so that they can start to look at how things go. I've spent a lot of time watching algorithms and watching, you know, how the different trends um, roll roll through. Okay. There's a way to make enough to be okay. But, you know, that whole, that I have one hit and I'm going to get, you know, a million plus streams. Look, Takashi Six Nine had a had a, a label behind him, pushing yeah. you know all that thing, and and look, we know that if you go on to the the Book of Face, you can buy ad, you can buy ads for your stuff that's going to be shown to ten thousand more people, hundred thousand more people, um, and that's that's the cost that the record companies are going to take over.
2: Well, for sure. I mean, I, I I guess I think we're agreeing. I'm just what I'm saying is you you don't necessarily need yeah yeah, yeah well you do need funding yeah. You know, you, exactly. you definitely do need funding and that's the hardest part, you know, like I, I'm self-funded right now. I've, I've had in the past, I've had, um, you know, some backing and, and it did allow, you know, it did help things. I mean, we were able to advertise stuff, you know, it got on some big playlists that's, you know, that helped me get streams, but um, <clears throat> It is hard, you know, and the label also does this. It's the machine is already in, set in place. So, yeah, I, I, I do agree with you, but there is a way to do it independently. I don't think there's a but, way to do it without having some kind of, oh yeah, um, no. you know, <laughs> you,
0: you, yeah,
2: initial investment to, you know, stir the pot a bit, so to speak.
0: But if we're also being honest, and, and in no way are we deterring anyone from being an artist, you know, if you want to start your own business, period, you're going to need exactly you know a a startup cost you're going to need some sort of seed you're going to need some type of financing it is no different than owning your own gas station It is no different than any other type of aspect of it so you know you just know what you're getting into you know because a lot of people have really pushed the dream (laughs) um you know of of what what's going to happen but then when you actually look at the reality and how much business is actually in there you know you know, I remember I I, uh, I joined in the army to quit music, you know, because the business Oh, wow. Is well,
1: WNHHLP, 103.5 FM, New Haven, myself, Preston, and EZ Blues, repping that nice shirt. Go ahead, Easy. Yes.
0: Well, you know, because the business does break you down. Like, look, man, I have heard from so many different man- management type of people and label type of people. Oh, you can't say it like this. You can't sing it like this. I need you to be lighter. I need you to be heavier. Yeah. Um, oh, why would you get that tattoo? Don't do that. Yeah. You know. I was told by someone that, you know, I should, you know, go to a red carpet and punch a pop star in the face. And that's how you're going to, they're going to launch your career. You know, you never know,
2: but (laughs) it might, it just, but it also might've been so disingenuous. It wouldn't have been you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like I don't think it's that hard to become famous. (laughs) It's just hard to become famous for the reasons you want to be famous. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, like, you remember that guy that went streaking through the Super Bowl? You know, like, you could yeah. use 15 minutes of fame if you wanted to, but
0: right. um,
2: well, no, I- it's, it's very, very, very true, um, but – Yeah, well, see, here, here's the other thing, and this is what
0: I definitely want to give you your, your flowers for. Um, you are someone who has maintained your integrity. You know, the, the stuff, even in the covers, and, and we talked about it in the beginning, oh, yeah. the covers of what you do, um, but even, you know, your stuff maintains artistic integrity. It maintains, you know, it's able to tell the story, whether it be the story of why, you know, these four different musicians are all wearing white to every single show. Right, There's all right. these different dimensions to it um totally. now can we talk a little bit about that project yeah, or do we need so, to, like, yeah, no, show no, no, it?
2: totally totally we can we can absolutely talk i'll give you i guess for people that don't know i'll give a a brief history so um
3: <clears throat>
2: i guess this would be back in like 2017 i was you know very much I'd, I'd kind of come out of one band i was doing my own thing under my own name using a, a full band and you know playing with robbie and a lot of you know yes. similar people but um but i was I was branding myself as as Ian Biggs as well as doing cover gigs under my own name. Um, and sort of out of nowhere, myself and three of my friends uh, started this band called Whatever We Are. Um, and the concept behind it was, uh, it was four individual artists um, that are it was sort of like a Black Eyed Peas thing where the, the front person moves around a bit and there's not one front person. Uh, the difference being that each of us were very much our own genre. So, you know, I'm, you know, dude with a guitar or whatever, Ed Sheeran, what type, you know, singer songwriter guy. And then, you know, there's a girl who's more of a, you know, pop pop diva type. And then there was a guy with tattoos on his face who was like a rapper, G-Eazy Post Malone sort of of vibe. And then another guy who was producing everything. And we had a a pretty good run. Um, I, I, I like, I'm never gonna blame COVID, but it came at such an inopportune time for us. Things were, we were, yeah. We, had, we had a good trajectory, and you never know what could have happened. Um, during COVID, uh, the other two guys left the band, um, and then uh, Gabrielle and myself carried on for a while. and I don't want to say we're not a band anymore, we've just kind of gone on a somewhat indefinite hiatus. We never mm-hmm. formally said we're not doing this anymore, I think we just both wanted to turn our attention to other things. And at some point, maybe we'll come back to it. Um, but I learned a lot from being in the band, uh, you know, I got to tour of the country twice with those guys, um, you know, and, and we had, you know, some good success in terms of streaming numbers on Spotify. Um, and so it really helped me kind of now coming back into doing my own thing again. Um, it gave me a lot of perspective and, and, you know, as the industry has changed and the way you promote yourself has changed, I was able to kind of grow and learn with, you know, three of my friends, four of my friends, plus, you know, the manager was, was very involved and, um, and he still manages me today. So it, it really did build a lot for me. And, um, you know, I, I look back on it with a, you know, definitely a lot of fondness. Nice.
0: Well, since we've talked about the past, We talked about, you know, wanting to go on to the new ventures. What is the newest venture? Let's, let's get into it. Let's get weird.
2: Let's get weird. So I have a, I have a lot of music that I sort of sat on um, during the, you know, the five years I was, I was playing with whatever we are, not that I couldn't have released solo stuff, but it sort of felt like, well, I'm writing for this band. Let me just put all my resources, my creative energy into it um, because I'm one of the singers. So Uh, But there's stuff that we didn't wind up using that I still really like. And so I've kind of dug back through and I'm I'm releasing some older stuff um, while writing newer stuff too. And I feel like I'm still kind of finding my footing again in terms of finding a sound, uh, because I think you, as an artist, you don't want to be too all over the place, even though I think, I think as a solo artist, you can get away with it a little more than maybe like a band might. When you think of like, the 1975 you think, Oh, like they have a very distinct sound. Um, and I'm sure those guys are unbelievably talented and could, they could probably play, you know, write and release a Mumford and Sons ish folk tune, but it would be so off brand. They wouldn't do it. So, so for me, it's kind of just, I want to do so many different things. So it's just honing it in a little bit to a cohesive place. And I'm still sort of figuring that out, but I have put a few songs out. Um, I think I've put out, three songs, uh, since the last, whatever we are release. Uh, and I'm gearing up for a few more, um, before, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, and I'm kind of just doing the one song at a time thing. And at some point I'm going to compile it and say, okay, this is the album, this is the project, but I'm sort of learning it as I'm doing it, which is really fun for me. Right.
0: Well, see, this, this is, this is, this is the, the, the important stuff. This is, this is what, like, I, this is what part of your, your TikTok content would be, you know, going out there. This is something that I think, um, as, as an industry where we're evolving to, um, is when you can like sit there and release a single every three months and then, you know, title that, you know, release the record, around the holiday season where it's already supposed to be a lull,
2: right, but totally. you know,
0: ju- but just call it, you know, Ian Biggs 2023.
2: Right. Yeah. Maybe that's it. You yeah, do, yeah. do a record every year or something. Yeah. But, but it's just a compilation of the singles you've released. Ex- exactly. And maybe when you put the rest of the record out, you have an additional 16 exactly. that you're like, you know, these, not that they're, you don't care the about them. these more. These are, are the, the B sides. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I, there's a lot of music from, from back in the day that I still play live that I never released. Um, just because like I got into whatever we are and the timing wasn't right. And I still want to put a lot of it out. Some of it, I feel like I've moved on from, it's a little dated. It's, it's just, or I've just, I'm just improved, but some of it still holds up. And so I'm kind of like, I think at some point I need to spend a week of just the sole focus is go through everything from the past stuff. I'm kind of writing now and just figure out what is the overall scope of this album, because even though we don't live in an an age of albums anymore, I still enjoy albums. And I understand the, the move to release one song at a time. It can have its own life. You can really promote it and do content for it. It's a little easier to, to manage, but at the end of it, I would like to have a completed album. And, and it it could be like 30 songs, you know, like you don't have to do, we're not limited to CDs anymore. I think Morgan Wallen's records are like 30 tracks, you know, and it's, He's doing well, so.
0: <laughs> well, no, but that's that's you know super super interesting because it's it's very very what the reality is, and also from from an artist's point of view, you know we we grew up in the in the eras of you know the full artistic statement, or you know mm-hmm. a, a really good record is the one that tells the story from the first track to the last track and and the journey that you can go on. So by just releasing it all in a singles aspect, maybe they're not hearing the whole conversation. Um, And that, that frustrates the heck out of me. So I, I fully understand, Um, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm an albums person as well, but I also, there's so many different things we can do now, especially with distribution and with how many other um, avenues there are. And you're actually one of the first people that really pointed out to me with, the amazing photo of you in the water and the piano.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. That, um, photo. that yes. might have to be the album cover. I've had it for so long. It might just right, have, to, work. It might have to be just, it. You know?
0: There you go. we just just constantly living in the back. Or, you know, take a couple more of like you now. Or yeah. like, you know what I mean, and then maybe get like some a makeup artist to like age right. You, you. Right.
2: Know? <laughs> well, the nice thing about the piano photo is like you can't really tell. I mean, that's probably I don't know seven years ago, but you can't really tell that I look younger because I'm kind of in the distance. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I think it's not that obvious. Uh, so maybe it could still hold up, but
0: still, it'll still hold up one way or the other. Come yeah. on, now. You're, st- you're still you're still a fine looking uh, young man. So <laughs> sure.
2: a few more grays. <laughs>
0: Whatever, whatever. Grays are grays are great. Grays are awesome.
2: You know, uh, I'm not mad. Embrace you know? the people, gray. Embrace. Yeah, yourself. no, people, people, uh, people. I think people listen to you a little more. They're like, oh, he, he's been through some- so much wisdom. I I know, right? So
1: much you wisdom. you have been out? through a lot of stuff. It's crazy. Stuff. And, stuff. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of stuff, um, is there such thing as touring the wrong city as an independent
2: musician? I think so. Um, well, no, no, I, don't, I don't want to say the wrong city because I think mm-hmm. every city you can find a niche, but there's the wrong venue. I think sometimes people get fixed on, oh, I want to play the big venue, but you're better off playing the small venue and filling it than playing the big venue. And it's half full or, or, or a third full or whatever, you know, wherever you're going to make the the most impactful show, I think makes the most sense. Um, <clears throat> And we learned this with whatever we are. Um, the second time we toured, did a national tour, we did, we headlined doing smaller venues uh, and we went off where our Spotify metrics were best. I think we did, I think it was like a 10 city tour. Mm-hmm. Some of the shows were great, some were packed and then some were not packed. And it's just, it was sort of, we were testing the market to see are the people that are streaming, are they ticket buyers? You know, or right. are they just kind of like, they just, you know, some artists, it doesn't translate and sometimes yeah some bands look at the jam band scene it's like you don't go on spotify and and you know listen to fish necessarily but you go see them live because that's right that's what it is you know so for us we were trying to sort of figure out where do we where do we stand right now um and and it was humbling some nights it's like wow like there's not a lot of people here and you know local support brought some people but this is a big room and and it is a quarter full um But on the other hand, it's very encouraging when we played, you know, the right rooms. Um, But, uh, so I don't think it's, I don't think you could, you should say, oh, like that city won't embrace me. You know, uh, it's more just the right venue, the right show, the right, the proper promotion. Um, And that's where having a local promoter on the ground really comes in. That has not changed in my opinion, even though we have the resources online, I think, you know, you have somebody that knows the city you know, knows where to post some flyers and, and kind of has a built in following on their own. That's huge for a touring band.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually, I think uh, by far, one of the most important aspects is, you know, no matter what, um, even if you want to do it yourself and you don't want to say, grab like a local promoter or something, make sure you're going to be in the city for at least a week before the show, you know, and go out every single day to the college and shake people's hands and say, Hey I mean, guys, that's guess that's what? Covered. You know,
2: it's sometimes, sometimes you just don't have the luxury of, you know, exactly like a week of hotels and, or you might, you know, <clears throat> but in an ideal world, yeah, that's, that's great. But yeah, if you can have someone on the ground doing that, um, I think too, like you have to repeat markets. Like, I think I, you know, whatever we are is kind of, like I said, on a hiatus, but I'd be curious to see what would have happened, you know, the next time around following up some of these places, if we'd see an improvement, um, right. you know, like some like Salt Lake city was great. I wonder if it would be, even better next time chicago was great you know dallas was a pretty big venue not very full but would we get halfway there next time you know what i mean or do a smaller venue and have it have it be full so you know right now we don't really have that opportunity because like i said my myself and my bandmate are doing other things but um it's definitely something i'm looking at doing on my own
0: right no it's one you you were and I, I'm hoping that people will go back and listen to this interview and really understand some of the stuff that you're talking about because, you know, one, I love how you're, you've you taken the old school radio philosophy and, and put that towards Spotify because that, that's really what you
2: need to do. Spotify There's a lot of people. Yeah, It's the new yeah. radio. So
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, on, um, and the, so on
2: it's, it's kind of it's nice because, like, the radio did this thing where, mm-hmm. you know, when Clear Channel became a thing or iHeartMedia, whatever they're called now, like – it shrunk the top of the pyramid so much to where like, if you're in that, if you're Ed Sheeran or, you know, whatever, um, you know, somebody of that magnitude you're golden. Cause you're going to be on every syndicated radio station all over the country, but it's so much harder to get there. Spotify, at least now, you have all these different niches. You can, you can have a, a legitimate following, um, on Spotify and not necessarily be famous, but big enough that you could go sell a thousand tickets at, you know, a venue that's not your hometown. So, that's the cool thing about it. The, the downside, obviously, is that there's just a lot of noise to cut through now. You know, there's however many thousand releases, tens of thousand releases a day, or hundred thousand yeah. releases, whatever whatever that figure is. It's you know, everyone wants to do it.
1: Speaking of noise, well, do you feel there will be a strike soon with music? Um just with streams and stuff getting like out of hand, like, I'm not saying I like
0: complete
2: strike, but I'm just saying like a corporation strike. I don't think so simply because like, no one's really like, there's not really a union. I mean, there's like a musician's union, but that's kind of right. I don't even, like I'm not in it. I don't know who's in it these days, <laughs> like, I don't, that's still a thing. Um, I don't really see it happening. Uh, I think like, you know, what happened, what's happening in Hollywood makes a little more sense because there's a little bit Mm. more, there's a little bit more, there's a little more structure. That's the word. There's a little bit more of a cutoff between a professional actor and an amateur actor. That being said, you can kind of, you know, be like a TikTok person that acts and blow up like, like that's coming next. I think, you know, that sort of Mm -hmm. the blurred lines of, of, of acting, but there's a little more structure to it. Um, I think it's maybe a little harder to self-release a film than it is music, just because I think there's a little more that goes into it in terms of, you know, the the creative process, the, the recording process. And you depend on, you know, unless it's a one person film and you're doing the soundtrack, you know, it's uh, so I just don't see it happening. But it, I could be very wrong. I don't know if I'm the best judge of that. No, I, I, I
0: 100% agree. Uh, unfortunately, if there was an established union, like there is for the Actors Guild and, and, and the Writers Guild. Mm-hmm. That would be completely different. But that's the one thing that mm-hmm. the massively slimy music industry has been able to do, is make sure that we can't unionize because mm-hmm. you know it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, but that being said, I have a lot of hope that the positive turnout that's going to happen with the Actors Guild will at least put um, a law on the books yeah. That then us musicians and us writers can sit there and go okay well this it you know is what's going on um and you know because when we we talk about on the show a lot uh peter frampton went in front of the con- uh, congress um the year that he had like 10 million streams for one of his songs he yeah. made seventeen hundred dollars
2: that's crazy yeah
0: yeah and like even even the 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 most conservative of you know misers was like hey that's not a lot of money that's yeah something wrong there that's so that's crazy yeah. so we can hope that I, I hope that they're able to put at least one of the main things that makes our laws so important is that there was already something on the books for that before. And that's really how yeah. our law system works, um, in in the most easiest of terms. Um, that's how our law system works. Right. So having having something on the books that we can say, okay, well, here is the case of how this streaming works for the the music industry, uh, the the movie industry. This is how it should work for right. for the music industry, and Absolutely. we can fight a little harder.
2: And you, you know? do see cases too, like remember when Taylor Swift pulled her music from. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was Spotify I think it was Apple music. Um, because I think it was Apple music because they were giving out like three months free to new subscribers. And you said, you know, like, that's not going to hurt me, but it's going to hurt the small guy. And right. depending on, you know, or sort of the mid mid tier people that are like making a living off streaming. And, um, I thought that was cool. You know what I mean? She didn't have yeah. to do that. She stood up for everybody else. And, um, so there are moments where people are kind of, taking it upon themselves. But yeah, it it is a bit chaotic and disorganized in in general. And, you know, everyone is at the end of the day, looking out for themselves, Spotify, Apple music, every artist, you know, well, every curator, they're all, yeah, they're all going to look out for themselves.
0: Of course, of course. But it's so super interesting because now this is going to be the time we we mentioned Vic three times on a show, but I know that (laughs) uh, Vic actually started to do some research into the stuff. And some of the biggest investors and owners of the streaming services are the record companies. So right. there there is actually the it's muddy. There's there's enough muddy water there to mm. state that some, so that maybe contracts don't really make as much sense right. because you know you're no longer doing it in the best interest of the artist right. if you own the streaming service as well. So right. there There's there. there's there. But again, like anything in this world, we need to have good financial backing to go on this cause. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, we're going to need that record label to give us that advance so we can sue that record label, is what we're saying. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) On
1: WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. We got the great musician Ian Biggs with us on Behind the Brand. Go ahead, EZ.
0: So, you know, as you are moving forward and stuff like that, you said you got a couple more singles that you're thinking uh, that thinking about releasing um, and, you know, we're talking about the different type of mediums. Um, are you just going to be doing the releasing as per the music or are we going to see more visuals, some music videos? You know, are you working with any of, like, the super talented people um, in the New Haven scene like the amazing Electra Morrison mm-hmm. or, you know, different things like that? that is um,
2: not- I mean, the main, the main, you know, thing is... Uh, music, right? So put it on Spotify, Apple Music, all all streaming platforms. Uh, but I'm also doing, I haven't planned on doing any music videos, um, but I am doing short content, you know, you know the kind of 10 second clips for reels on TikTok and Instagram and that kind of thing. And um, I think maybe for the right song, I would, uh, you know, invest in doing a full length music video, but I just don't know, I don't want to say it's a dying art because it isn't, but people's attention spans are so short nowadays. It's you're almost better off just getting those short clips. Cause at the end of the day, I want to drive people, you know, to Spotify and Apple music or wherever they're listening to. I want, I want them to hear the music. I don't, I don't need them to see my face. You know what I mean? Like, that's great if if that, you know, works and is part of it. And I do think the visual aspect is important, but I'm trying to drive everything to, you know, to the song.
0: It's again super super important, and more things we're going to have in our conversation because that's actually um, I know that what we did with our last music video is I sat on set with them. I was like, okay, we need fifty every fifteen seconds. We need to stimulate the audience mm, every fifteen yeah, seconds, yeah, right? Just right, so that exactly. I also know then I could break down that video and right. I can put fifteen seconds small clips on there, and then you know push that towards people going to the YouTube because again, YouTube's
2: also a stream. Right.
0: You know, it all
2: all adds up for sure.
0: Yeah. So there's, there's definitely ways that you can, you can try to to do that. And, and, you know, as long as you're understanding your demographic and what you want to do, you know, don't go into, you know, again, if you want to release a 30 track record, please release a 30 track record. But remember that you have to market in, in the smallest, most digestible, it, um exactly. portions as possible to get people to get to the, to the 30 tracks. Exactly. Give, give me an amazing, you know, I want, if I, if it's going to be a 30 track record, there better be 30 tracks that have the entire time the entire time. Each 15 seconds better be beautiful.
2: Right. You know? Well, and that's, and you know, I may be exaggerating when I say I want to put out a 30 track record, but I just don't want to, when I said that earlier, I don't want to feel limited to like, Oh, okay. A full length record is 12, 13 songs. You know, if it, right. if it needs to be more, It needs more purely for my sake because I was like, oh, I have this music that I never put out, and maybe it's not as good as what I'm writing now, but I still want to put it out there. You know, if if it's if it's if it's eight bangers and then ten B sides or something, I'm not mad at that. You know,
0: yeah, Yeah. that's all. First of all, if it's in it, look at the end of the day, if you're putting out any, you know, consistently putting out 18 track records, more power to you because that's a lot of work that is a lot of work
2: a lot, it's a a lot, lot. of work really. it's a long time going though you know <laughs> but yeah for sure yeah
0: you no know, I, I think it's it's su- it's super super interesting and, and now so do we get a little bit of a, a tease what the next single might be or um, let's get a little weird because it's come, you know yeah. it's octoberish it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of cold
2: no uh, totally. you know? so, so i don't know uh, if i'm allowed to say but i i'll just okay. say it anyway um i think that uh the next track coming out is actually going to be a collaboration i did with um this edm producer in the netherlands his name is danimal dj danimal um so it's a little different for me it's very much more that kind of like festival style edm like Here's the verse, here's the hook, here's the the drop, you know, kind of like how, you know, like Avicii would have whatever singer on his record or Martin Garrix or something. Uh, So it was kind of fun for me to do something totally different and and hear my voice in a different uh, medium. So I think we're probably going to, just because of the timing with his other releases, um, I think we want to get that one out soon. And then after that, I have a few more that are pretty close to ready to go um so i would imagine i'll have that out and maybe one more before the end of the year um it's called all over again um and i know we were looking at putting it out october 6 but we may be pushing that back because that's coming up a little bit and i think there were some uh, some loose ends on the mix we had to tie up so by the time this interview comes out, it might be out.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, well, see, that that's one of the, the, the most incredible things because people really, when releasing any type of thing or, or, or and I love how we're hitting this. Um, so, yeah. but, you know, when releasing anything, I love making sure there's four weeks out that I can promote the heck out of it.
2: Absolutely. You know what I mean? Normally, we would do that. Normally, yeah. that would be the, the, like, that's what I've done traditionally in the past and I find it it absolutely helps it's just in the case of this one where we both had kind of other things we want to get out and it's a little more complicated when you're when you're tying it and then he's got stuff that he's doing with other artists that are bigger than him and he has to cater to their schedule a bit and so it's a little bit of a a puzzle piece and i'm i'm just i'm happy to be flexible you know Uh, there you go that's the name
0: that's actually the name of your new record happy to be flexible flexible. but unfortunately what's not flexible is the apollo curtain they're starting to pull it in on us right now but we want to give this time 100% to you uh, Ian you know we love you to death oh, yeah. um, and anything we can do to help help you out we got you let's 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 build let's grow you know yeah. let's heck, let's do let's do an Ian Biggs, champagne penguin show let's get weird I'd be um, super down that'd be a lot of fun yeah it would be a lot of fun it would be, be a lot of fun it would be a lot of jamison but it'd be a lot of fun uh- <laughs> <laughs> take the next day off hey it's probably be a smart idea yeah. <laughs> um so i just we want to give this time right now to you promote yourself tell people how they can get in touch with you how they can totally. support you um if you have a band camp, please throw that up there cuz that bandcamp money goes right into thy pocket
2: yeah and- yeah yeah uh, i haven't used bandcamp in a while uh, i do have one i don't remember the handle off off the top of my head i think it might be ian biggs music all my other socials are ian biggs music uh com for more information um and then you can find me on spotify just under ian biggs um if you're in the connecticut area i'm always playing around and i'm uh back and forth from southern california a lot so got a couple shows coming up there next month i'll i'll be at uh hotel cafe in la on uh, october 10th um and i'll put all this on my on my website too um but yeah i mean dm me say hi and uh come to a show sometime
0: <laughs> definitely well we we appreciate you man thank you so much i think Absolutely. you got like you know maybe like another minute you want to just give another pearl of, of uh wisdom for the the song singer songwriter sitting on their couch right now listening to this you know what should they do and you know i also do find out run and don't ever do this is also a very good uh piece of advice as well
2: <laughs> totally no i i think i think I mean, well, first of all, I just want to say to both of you, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a, Absolutely. Lot, of and a lot of fun chatting with you guys and I love yeah. what you're doing here. It's a, it's a really uh, cool concept. Um, it's not just a, you know, an interview it's, it's a little more connected on, you know, the why and the how you're, you're doing things to anybody that, you know, wants to get into music, I would say, you know, just set your expectations, um, and then be prepared to not meet them, but don't be discouraged or, Maybe it could be prepared to blow them out of the water. Um, just you know, <clears throat> try to be true to yourself. And uh, I think people know when you're lying on stage. You know, they know when you're lying in your lyrics. I think, I think, be honest. It always translates better. Um, and if you don't know what to play one night, in the words of uh, my great friend Johnny Rogers from uh, Mighty Purple, Steve Rogers, his brother, uh, play what is closest to your heart because it will translate the best. I found that to be astoundingly true.
0: Very, very true. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Ian, so we much. appreciate
2: you. Yeah, On thank w- you guys so much. Absolutely.
1: On WNHHLP 103.5 FN New Haven, I'm Preston. To my right is Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues, and this has been Behind the Brand.
3: Did you miss the last glimpse of the sun Waiting for the perfect one Don't you think you'll live, i be ready Are you too scared of settling Young bride? You're going somewhere, running from something Wonder what this adventure will pray Or if what's behind means anything So hold me in your last dying breath And promise me you won't ever come forget The day burns bright before it sets Cause the day burns bright before it sets Did you miss your one chance to be yourself Living in your scripted hell Older than Too young to give up and die I wonder what my mother would think of me If she met the casualties Young bright-eyed and always traveling With no idea where I'm going So hold me in Dying breath And promise me You won't ever do forget About the good times And leave the rest the day Burns bright before The day burns bright before it sets Cause the day burns bright before it sets